Another week begins as another one ends, and one might say that time is meaningless. Let's do a test. Today is the 200th day of 2021. Does this resonate with you, or is it another data point in a world increasingly inundated with information? Either way, keeping track is how I seek resonance with the world around me, captured in every installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm Sean Tubbs, and welcome to July 19th. In today's show, Virginians for High Speed Rail hold a town hall on the future of passenger service in the Commonwealth. Charlottesville Area Transit holds the first of two input sessions on upcoming route changes, and students at Jack Jewett Middle School may soon take a journey. In today's Substack-fueled shout-out, Code for Charlottesville is seeking volunteers with tech, data, design, and research skills to work on community service projects. Founded in September of 2019, Code for Charlottesville has worked on projects with the Legal Aid Justice Center, the Charlottesville Fire Department, and the Charlottesville Office of Human Rights. Visit the Code for Charlottesville website to learn more, including details on projects that are underway. A committee reviewing the name of Jack Jewett Middle School in Albemarle County has recommended that the facility be renamed Journey Middle School. The group was chaired by teacher Hannah Peters, who said that inclusiveness was repeated as a value by the stakeholders who gave input. She said that Journey is a concept that applies to all. Other choices for the new name included Hope, Peace, and Justice. That's one choice. Monacan and keeping the existing name. The latter was the preference of a recent community survey. Superintendent Matt Haas will make his recommendation to the school board at their meeting on August 12th. The board would take a vote as soon as August 26th, but the name change would not take effect until July 1st, 2022. According to the release, Jewett is reported to have held over two dozen people in enslaved servitude during his lifetime. Prior to this effort, the county has renamed three other schools and retained the name of Virginia Murray Elementary School. Kale Elementary has been Mountain View since July 1st, 2020, and Sutherland Middle School is now Lakeside as of the most recent July 1st. The Murray High School is now the Community Lab School. Virginia's planning district commissions will soon be granted $40 million to create new housing opportunities across the Commonwealth. Funding will pass through the regional organizations, such as the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. Opportunities include renovating blighted properties, creation of regional housing trust funds, and building housing in business districts. The funding comes through the Virginia Housing Development Authority, which is now known as simply Virginia Housing. Specifically, the funding is part of their REACH program. We can expect more details, perhaps, at the August 5th meeting of the TJPDC. Virginia will be able to participate in a regional program designed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions after a judge dismissed a lawsuit from a business group. The Circuit Court of Richmond ruled that Virginia Department of Environmental Quality did not violate state rules when it revised regulations to enter a cap-and-trade system known as the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. The Virginia Manufacturers Association had argued the move created an illegal carbon tax on ratepayers. Here's a release from DEQ Air and Renewable Energy Director Mike Dowd. 
The court recognized that DEQ scrupulously followed the General Assembly's directives and did not violate Virginia's Clean Energy and Community Flood Preparedness Act when it amended its carbon trading program regulations to allow for the direct auction of carbon dioxide allowances. For more on the ruling and the REGI system, read an article that's in the Virginia Mercury that's linked in the newsletter. A project to relocate a gas line from one side of Emmett Street to the other met with damage this weekend, resulting in a detour of southbound traffic heading towards the university for the next three days. Rain damaged a utility trench, and in order to make repairs, all southbound traffic on Emmett Street will be detoured through Massey Road and Copley Road. The gas line is being relocated as part of UVA's Emmett Ivy Corridor project. UVA architect Alice Rauscher will discuss that larger project at the Albemarle County Planning Commission on July 20th, beginning at 6 p.m. In the past year and a half, the state of Virginia has invested heavily in the future of rail, spending billions to buy hundreds of miles of right-of-way for that purpose from CSX. The investment has been made as a way of relieving congestion on Interstate 95 and other roads without widening them. Shannon Valentine is the Virginia Secretary of Transportation, and she created an Office of Innovation at the Virginia Department of Transportation to study major corridors. The congestion along uh, 95, particularly from Fredericksburg to D.C., is some of the worst in the country. We were going through a number of options, and the natural solution was, let's look at building more roads. And We learned through the study that just building one lane, 52 miles from Fredericksburg to 495 in each direction, would cost $12.5 million. Valentine, the study, also forecast the expansion would be obsolete within 10 years of completion. She said the investment in rail will be a third of the cost and focus on moving freight and passengers through the corridor. Part of the improvements will be to build a new bridge across the Potomac that's dedicated to passenger and commuter service. Valentine made her comments at a July 15th town hall held by the group Virginians for High Speed Rail. The other speaker was Stephen Gardner, the president of Amtrak. That federal agency is investing in new trains for additional service in the Northeast Corridor. First and foremost, we view our mandate as trying to create as many alternative trips to driving and flying as we can uh, across America, to create that alternative, to connect connect communities with reliable, efficient, uh, trip time competitive service. Amtrak was created as a federal agency in 1971 to consolidate 20 passenger rail services across the United States into one. In Virginia, the 70s coincided with a period of disinvestment in passenger rail. Today's efforts did not come out of nowhere. This program, this effort to expand passenger rail in Virginia has been a many, many decades long effort. It's just been a long uh, and continuous effort to try and develop an expanded service that could uh, really support the tremendous growth uh, and opportunity in the Commonwealth And it's taken a a while to turn that vision into uh, fruition. Gardner credited Virginia for having a plan when the time came for expansion. 
There has been a daily service from Lynchburg to D.C. since October of 2009, and a second daily train will be along in the near future. We are adding um, a second train in FY22 from Roanoke Lynchburg North, um, and we'll be expanding and extending that train, um, uh, both trains actually, over to the New River Valley into, you know, Christiansburg, Blacksburg, um, Virginia Tech. You can watch the entire town hall on the Virginians for High Speed Rails YouTube channel. The group was formed in the 1990s to build support for restored and renewed passenger service in Virginia. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time now for another Patreon-fueled shout-out. If you're curious and want to dig deeper, there's another podcast that you might want to try, especially if you ask why and not just what, and if you believe that politics should be about making communities better. If you said yes to these things, check out Old Dominion, a bi-weekly podcast from WTJU 91.1 FM. Old Dominion is a state politics explainer for a changing Virginia. Their latest episode asks, where does Virginia's trash come from and who does it get dumped on? Check it out at bolddominion.org. And finally today... Charlottesville Area Transit has held the first of two public input sessions about changes to bus routes that are intended to boost ridership. The agency has experienced a sharp ridership decline over the past several years, and relatively new director Garland Williams has overseen some potential changes. Um, It is our intention to make sure that we uh, get feedback and make uh, adjustments to the CAT system uh, that is fruitful for everyone and make sure that the system is as productive as it possibly can be. During the pandemic, CAT hired two consultants, Kimley Horn and the Kinetics Group, to study the system to recommend changes. We've had declining ridership for the last seven years. Uh, We needed to figure out how to mitigate that, turn it around, put a stop on it, and uh, put our best foot forward to make sure that the adjustments that we're going to put in place will allow us to be productive. The adjustments are the first in a series of proposed changes, as Albemarle County and the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission are working on a study to expand transit regionally. The first opportunities for public input in that study are next week. It has been a fact that ridership is declining. Jim Baker of the Kinetics Transportation Group knows another fact. Generally about 62,500 people in the Charlottesville area are within a quarter mile of a stop of of transit service. Specific directives were to add service to South 1st Street in Charlottesville and the center at Belvedere in Albemarle County. Capital funding from the city of Charlottesville for the center was contingent on the new site being accessible to transit. But also just to get uh, 30-minute or better service uh, to more people in the Charlottesville area. And also just make sure that there's no route operating worse than a 60-minute service frequency. Service will be extended to Mill Creek in Albemarle County. Route 7 will travel all the way to Walmart. And there will be more options for people to move around without having to go to the downtown transit station. 
Uh, we're proposing a new crosstown service from the South Charlottesville area up to the US 29 corridor. So from Willoughby Square, it's you know going through the UVA hospital complex um, and then on up to uh, the shops at Stonefield. Several people made public comments at the first session, which was held at noon last Friday. You can watch the whole thing on the city's streaming meeting website. There's a link in the newsletter. One person said he was glad that service will be extended to the center, but Todd Cohn also had a concern that the bus will only stop there once on the route. But apparently there's no return. So if I, if I get on the 11 bus downtown and ride to the center and get off, and spend my afternoon there, how do I get home? Williams said the intersection of Rio Road and Belvedere Boulevard is currently unsignalized, which means making a left-hand turn very difficult. You do get home, it's just that there's no, you have to ride around, unfortunately, because uh, it's unsafe for us to go across an unsignalized intersection. Um, a cat vehicle is not a, a car, so it's, you know, it's a 30-foot bus or a 35-foot bus trying to make it across six lanes of traffic. Um, it's not a safe uh, way for us to do so, to go um, you know, southbound towards downtown. Um, so that's, you, do, you are able, you'll just have to get on it in the center and basically ride around. Carmelita Wood, the president of the Fifeville Neighborhood Association, said many of the bus stops in the area offer no protection from the elements. Some of the routes are four and six on Cherry and... Um, I think it's Bailey Road and this street. There's no coverage from the weather and the heat. Um, they recently put in seating, but uh, in, in some areas, well, most of the areas, there's no coverage uh, for the rain and the snow um, and, and the heat. Juwan Lee, the assistant director at CAT, said a full review of CAT bus stops is underway. What we're trying to do is go out there and see where our stops is and what kind of conditions they are in and what amenities they have. So we want to look at everything, look at the condition of the infrastructure of the, the location and see what we can do to improve it. Um, does the stop need to be here? If so, then how can we make it better? Lee said such a study has not been conducted for over 10 years and will be the first step towards implementation of better coverings. Anthony Woodard is the manager of the McIntyre Plaza off of McIntyre Road, just south of the interchange of the John Warner Parkway and the U.S. 250 bypass. Woodard noted that no bus service serves the area, which will soon house more people. There's a lot of uh, employment opportunity there, a lot of um, nonprofits in the area, the Habitat Store, Blue Jar, Food Bank nearby, um, and then soon to be over 200 residents living back there as well as, you know, um, other neighborhoods nearby. The closest next stop is over half a mile away. Williams said that area is on his radar for future coverage as those housing units come online and as Cat looks ahead to the next set of upgrades. It's not off of the table, but um, in the existing model, um, it's kind of, uh, if we have additional funding, it would be looked at. Um, and then when the, uh, you know, the, the additional residents get there, then we probably uh, would look at it as a, a recommendation to add um, you know, additional service there. For details of the specific changes, visit the Charlottesville Area Transit website to review the presentation. And if you have questions or want to try to have an influence, participate at the next event at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, July 21st.
And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. We will be back tomorrow with another installment of the program. Got to keep moving on and on and on. If you have enjoyed this program, uh, one thing you can do is tell friends about it. Tell family about it. Uh, the hope is, is that more of you will become subscribers either through the Substack portal, which will get you, uh, which, will, which will be matched by the company Ting, which is a pretty cool thing, uh, or through the Patreon, or you can send me you can send me money some other way i just recently got a fairly sizable contribution from somebody recently and that money is going directly to make sure that the business is sustainable so thank you very much for listening and i'm going to get back on the business of gathering information for you for the next installment of charlottesville community engagement please stay safe out there and stay cool and um you know if you have a question please drop me a line thanks again 